Redeeming Relationships. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is jo- um, Julie Adams. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I am joined by Linda Lambert. Welcome, Linda. Well, thank you. We Good are, to be here. Yeah, we are glad to um, have had you as our guest on Sunday, even though you are not really a guest. You're sort of a... Uh, <laughs> a known quantity around here, but it was nice to hear you speak and uh, we enjoyed your message. Well, thank you. So those of you who don't know Linda, Linda is both a pastor and a doctor. And um, why don't you tell us a bit about a bit about that? Yeah, so um, my first career was actually nursing. Oh, Um, I was a registered nurse and I um, uh, specialized in psychiatric nursing mm-hmm. as well as uh, research nursing. Oh, interesting. And um, and it was like, I don't know, in my um, 40s, uh, in early 30s that I got uh, a call to ministry. Mm-hmm. My kids were still really young, so um, my late 30s, I guess. Um, my kids were still really young, and so I felt like uh, I couldn't really pursue mm-hmm. ministry, um, and I really wanted the Lord to lead me on that. And so I waited you know, for an opportunity. And so I guess into my 40s then, um, I, I realized that there's an opportunity to go to seminary, and I got my degree in uh, um, Master of uh, Master of <laughs> Divinity. Yeah. Um, and, and then pursued um, pastoral ministry. Um, I ended up uh, pastoring in a couple of churches in, in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, I... Uh, felt a call to counseling as well, so I began mm-hmm. to train as a pastoral counselor. Yeah, so I did four years postgraduate education in mm-hmm. pastoral counseling and worked um, in a number of church-based counseling ministries uh, in Ontario as well as uh, with family services in Hamilton. And then out of that, I got a call um, to pastoral ministry in the States, and so mm-hmm. I spent 16 years pastoring in Carlisle, Mm-hmm. Um, at a Brethren in Christ Church there, which later changed its name to the Meeting House. Yeah, and um, and then in 2019 returned to Canada. In the meantime, I had started um, my degree in uh, a Doctor of Ministry mm-hmm. uh, in Marriage and Family Counseling, and um, and that's what I completed in COVID. Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic! You were like a lifelong learner. Yes, what a great example. Wow. <laughs> So what do you do these days? Well, these days I'm doing a number of different things, mm-hmm. but um, uh, mostly I'm, I'm sort of semi-retired and mm-hmm. I, I counsel here at uh, Waynefleet uh, BIC Church. I, I've been given a bit of space to be able to counsel people. I get referrals from churches in the area and, um, and that's what I mostly am doing right now. Awesome. Wow. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And you brought us a great message on redeeming relationships, which is sort of your, would you say your specialty, relationships? Well, you know, life is about relationships. (laughs) It is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And people who come to me are often uh, concerned about their relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you do individual counseling or couples counseling or both? I do um, family, individual, Mm -hmm. couple counseling. Yes, marriage counseling, premarital counseling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, Linda. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us a bit about what you told us on Sunday? Maybe a little review or a recap? Well, um, what we're looking at are um, 
what are the biblical signs of a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does the Bible teach us about that? Yeah. And uh, the first sign I found is that, um, you know, of a healthy relationship is really love. Mm-hmm. And that God first loved us. And uh, Jesus said that the um, greatest commandment is to love mm-hmm. and love God. And, uh, and the second part of that commandment is to love others. And so it's out of that loving relationship that we have with, with God that we are able then to, to love others as Jesus loved us. Yeah. He gave his life for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was a sacrificial, um, not a self-serving love. Yeah. Sacrificial love, a, a caring, a very uh, other person-centered love. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're called to, mm-hmm. is to love others as Jesus has loved us. Yeah, and um, part of that too is um, just having certain characteristics that uh, follow the characteristics of Jesus, and uh, so one of those would be to be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, to think of others before ourselves, to yeah. to not think too highly of ourselves, but to to be humble. That doesn't mean to put ourselves in a low place, but yeah. it's rather to think rightly about ourselves. Um, that oh, that w- that's confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would say I think a lot of people have. Um, they feel like humility is the equivalent of being a doormat. Yeah, but that's not what the Bible teaches no. us. Uh, the Bible teaches us that that we are um, sons and daughters of, of God, mm-hmm. that um, through Jesus Christ we are, are, are equal in his sight, um, we're equal to each other, that um, we're no better than anyone else or we're no mm-hmm. lesser than anyone else. Um, and that, uh, you know, God values us and... Um, holds us in a very uh, dear place, mm-hmm. and um, and so yes, it's not about putting ourselves down to be humble, but rather it's it's really to think rightly about ourselves the way that God can see, sees us, and oh. so we can see others the way He does. Yeah, well, that's a good way to frame it. I really like that. That's mm-hmm. a good perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other um... the other sign of a healthy relationship? Yes. Service. I think, mm. you know, we, we look at Jesus. Um, he came to serve, not to be served. Mm. And so that's our calling, is to serve others. And so Jesus came to heal sick people, to um, bless the poor, to give sight to the blind and free the oppressed. And he laid down his life for us on the cross. And so, once again, it's that sacrificial love. But what's interesting about, um, about uh, serving is that... Um, Henry Cloud and John Townsend, who uh, wrote a book on safe people, um, said that it's our relationships that help us um, to live lives of service. And so we encourage each other to do good mm-hmm. deeds. And, uh, um, and so that's, that's really um, exciting to know that not only are we called to service, but we're also to encourage others to, to serve as well. Ah, to yeah. work together. Yes. In community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of our values here, which is, um, yeah, it's encouraging to hear you say that as well, that we're on the right track doing those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. How do you, what do you do if you don't feel like it? If you don't feel like serving those around you, maybe there's, how do you begin to start to mend a relationship? Yeah, that's, uh, begin to mend a relationship, that's, that's a, a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, because relationships are, re- are relationships of choice. Mm-hmm. You know, so we choose our friends. And 
We also choose them for different reasons. Yeah. But um, but part of that is that we trust them, mm-hmm. um, that we uh, expect that they will reciprocate with us, you know, mm-hmm. like we give and uh, and they give, and, and it's, it's that reciprocal kind of relationship. And so when something goes wrong in the relationship where we feel hurt by someone, it's hard then to try and talk about it mm-hmm. and, and to mend that kind of... It does take courage. And so I guess the first step is to really just sort of not speak harshly to the person, but rather to um, to let them know that you've got something to talk about the relationship and mm-hmm. just invite them to have a conversation with you. So inviting them in, um, um, speaking for yourself and not for not not putting pointing fingers or blaming um, the person, but rather just really just speaking for yourself to be able to say, you know, uh, I'm feeling hurt by what happened here, and mm-hmm. um, I'm wondering how we can. Uh, come to a place of mending that and mm-hmm. and then listen yeah. listen to the other person um, their perspective on it maybe you didn't really see it the whole picture mm-hmm. and so you need to get their perspective and so um, and then part of that is to kind of come to a place where the two of you can um, find a solution that the two of you can agree upon yeah and try it out and see how it works yeah you might come up with several solutions and you'll pick one and say, okay, this is one we want to try first. If that doesn't work out, you can always come back and reassess it and just say, okay, this is something else we can try then. Mm-hmm. The important thing is to really um, be aware of how you contributed to the problem. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To kind of be able to say, hey, you know, I, I, um, I did this mm-hmm. and, and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And to be able to say, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for what I did. And will you please forgive me? And this is what I'm going to do so that I can make sure that I never do that again. Mm-hmm. That's the part of sorry that often gets missed. Yes. You know, you hear um, people, you know, easily say sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm sorry. You know. Well, I think that starts in childhood too. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it as a mom too. Well, go and tell so and so you're sorry. And yes. they might not be feeling sorry, but it's what you do if you've hurt someone. You go and say sorry. Yes. But are we really doing kids any favor by yeah. making them say it if they don't mean it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're trying to teach them, right? Yeah. That, that uh, when we make a mistake, we have to apologize yes. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And kids are great at doing that and mending their relationships and then they go on and they play together. They're best friends the next yes. day, yeah. Adults, it's a little bit harder. <laughs> We're a little more rigid, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are. We have more difficulty with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can do that and say, you know, like if we can really recognize well, how we contributed and what, mm-hmm. we, um, what we need to do to, yeah. to change that. That really feeds into what you said about humility, about being mm. humble, because it is a very humbling experience to say, you know, I made that mistake too. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So you gave a good illustration too on Sunday of um, the Good Samaritan. Mm. Can you tell us about that? I always love that story. That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's that's about, um, you know, uh, serving others, putting mm-hmm. others first. Um you know the story is is uh, 
very familiar, mm-hmm. where there was a Jewish man who, um, you know, had been attacked by robbers and um, basically uh, beaten up yeah. and left to die. And, um, and so he's on the roadside, if you can imagine, you know, this man laying on the roadside. And then uh, along comes um, uh, a priest. Mm-hmm. And he sees the man, uh, but he decides to cross over the road to the other side and go on his way. And then along comes a Levite, who's an, a priest's assistant, who also sees the man, but it, yeah. yeah, says no, he just crosses the road and doesn't bother to help him. And then comes a Samaritan. Now the Jews and Samaritans are not friends. In fact, the the Jews really hate Samaritans. And mm-hmm. this man was from Samaria. He was a Samaritan, but he saw the man and he had compassion on him. Mm-hmm. And he went over to him, and he um, cleaned up his wounds, bound him up. But not only that, he put him on his his mode of transportation, his donkey or whatever yeah. he had with him, and uh, and took him to an inn. And then he paid the innkeeper to take care of him. Yeah, I mean, he went out of his way to help this man. Yeah, at financial cost to himself mm-hmm. as well, not Ex- just uh, doing a physical work. He did exactly. Yeah. And the part of that that's important for us is Jesus said, go and do the same. Yeah. So we're called to um, take care of each other. Yeah. We're, all, we're called to um, put others first, to look at their needs, even our enemies. We're called mm-hmm. to love them. And that's how we do it. Yeah. yeah. That's a great example. I, mm-hmm. I love that story. That was nice that you used that one. So you also shared about acceptance. What do you mean by acceptance well acceptance is really um in looking at the other person and realizing who they are Mm -hmm. and accept accepting them for who they are Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we um enter into relationships especially a marriage relationship Mm -hmm. you know we're looking at oh once we get over the romantic (laughs) phase um we kind of want to improve on our mate yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and so we're not always happy with you know some of the habits they have or the um the person that they are you know and so we want to change them Mm -hmm. and um and so really coming to the place of realizing that god has shaped us and formed us into the people we are and there are some things about our personality that are kind of permanent yeah that are unchangeable and yet um maybe aren't as likable mm-hmm. as we would like. <laughs> but once a person gets to the place where they're able to accept someone for who they are, then they're able to uh, make peace mm-hmm. with those differences. Um, behavior can be changed, yeah. but our personalities can't. How do you tell a behavioral trait or a habit from a personality trait? Yeah, no, that's, that's important to, to, to decipher, yeah. yes. Um, there are things in us, like our ability to be an extrovert or an introvert, yep. that are more about personality. But the behavior would be to, say, for instance, an introvert would want to kind of maybe withdraw from people, mm-hmm. and they get energized by being away from people. Yes. And that might be upsetting for a spouse who's more of an extrovert mm-hmm. and wants to be social and so on. And so the um, uh, extrovertedness is, is about you know, how we are in the world with other people. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're more inclined to be um, inviting over people yeah. over. Where, and whereas the, our spouse may be someone who, 
you know, just a little bit more shy about yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and so the behavior is is the result of our personality. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, maybe the only thing I might say about um, managing conflict is, um, you know, the scripture, Matthew 18, verse mm-hmm. 15, you know, if a brother or sister sins against you, go and point out the fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. I think it's important for us to recognize that Matthew 18 sometimes is used, you know, for, in other situations. Like if, for instance, if we see someone who is, who is sinning, mm-hmm. um, that, and, and, but it's not sinning against us, and we, we, we want to go out and point out their fault. Yeah. That isn't what the scripture is saying. Ah, uh, it's a sin against you. That's right. Personally? Between two people. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're to go and point out the fault to them that's between the two of you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's an important distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is. So what should you do if you see someone sinning not against you, maybe sinning publicly? Are you to do anything or does the Bible say? <laughs> <laughs> or what does the Bible say, if you can think offhand? Yeah, that's a different situation, and I think um, that's maybe something for, um, you know, the leadership of the church to handle. Yeah. Um, you know, those those things get a little bit more dicey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's good. You also talked about forgiveness, which is a mm-hmm. a tricky a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is so important. Um, when we think about God's relationship with us, mm-hmm. it is about forgiveness, and He is on the path to reconciliation with us, offering forgiveness yeah. through through the, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and um, and so He forgave us, mm-hmm. and it was a very um, enormous forgiveness, a, a very generous forgiveness. Oh, yeah. And so why can't we also <laughs> do the same? Yes, forgive and something We've been forgiven so much, why can't we forgive others, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's an important point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of like two aspects to forgiveness. There's like receiving forgiveness. There's also asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so in order for us to ask for forgiveness, I think we have to get to the point where we recognize when we really have hurt somebody and mm-hmm. we have to... We have to sort of be more empathetic toward, you know, understanding their pain and suffering as a result of what we might have done to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, empathy is the beginning, and then going to them and, you know, genuinely apologizing mm-hmm. and asking for forgiveness, and then being able to say, you know, this is this is what I've done, and I'm sorry I did it, and this is what I'm going to do yeah. to make sure I don't do it again. And then the other part of that is to um, not only ask for forgiveness, but it's to offer forgiveness. Mm. And so it's not not really good for us to kind of jump over and just say, oh, I forgive you. I think it's important for us to recognize that, yes, we've been hurt, and to understand our feelings, mm-hmm. that um, that there's something that's, you know, really been done to us to, to hurt us and to um, make us feel the way that we feel. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Um, for us to um, listen to the other person and um, understand why they might have done that or 
you know, maybe they didn't even realize that they hurt you. I mean, yeah. there's there's all kinds of components to that. So to have the empathy go both ways, That's sort right. of, yeah. Sort of, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but forgiveness isn't about, you know, um, forgetting about what happened. Yeah. That's that's only something that God can do. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we have a memory that <laughs> uh, that that allows us to continue to remember yes. that. So it's not about forgetting. It's not forgive and forget. Yeah. It's it's we will remember, but it's it's also not holding that person mm. um, in a place of you know wanting revenge. We want revenge for them, mm-hmm. or that they might they have to be punished. But it's rather granting them. Um, that freedom from, yeah, from punishment, and um, now there are consequences to our behavior, and so mm-hmm. there will be consequences if someone has done something wrong. You know, maybe it's an illegal act or or whatever. Yeah. there are consequences to our behavior, um, but forgiveness frees us from holding on to spite and mm. and which, which really hurts us more than it hurts anyone else. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That is true. So do you have any closing thoughts for us as we wrap up today, Linda? Um, I think, you know, relationships are all about um, loving and caring for another person. Part of that is is really looking at ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and so we aren't responsible for other people's behavior. We're responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important for us to really search our hearts, to understand where we're coming from to make corrections and improvements in ourselves just as God would want us to do. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. How can someone get in touch with you if they would like to um, talk to you more about it or encourage you or perhaps even book an appointment? How can they reach you? What's your email address? Linda Lambert 107 at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you. Or you can contact the church office. We would have Linda's um, contact information available there as well. Thank you very much, Linda. It was lovely to have you today. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Yes. And uh, we thank you for tuning in today. And um, we're glad to have you along with us. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye.